This episode is all about how to spot the next technological revolutions and how you can take advantage of them. My name is Andrei and this is the episode 10 of Decode Your Twenties. This is probably the most valuable episode I produced because this here I'm talking about practical stuff, about stuff which happened while we were alive and uh, it will continue to happen. And the whole point of this video is to explain what is happening in the society with the new technological revolutions and let you create pattern recognition skills such that you can spot the potential of the next revolutions. For example, such a revolution was the mobile one. It changed everything. Another one was the cloud revolution. It also changed everything in the computer science world. But let's start by defining what I mean by the revolution term. So I would say that a revolution happens when a new technology is democratized, meaning it becomes widely available to everyone at basically no cost, such that everyone can build on top of that. For example, uh, the App Store on a mobile phone was a revolution because it allowed everyone to build and um, sell apps. The thing with a revolution is that after a time it becomes commoditized. This means that a revolution is no longer a revolution after some time. It's not something which gives you an advantage after a period of time. For example, let's take the mobile app because it's easy to understand. So in 2008, 9, 10, 11, to have a mobile application for your business was unbelievable. There were like hundreds or like thousands of companies which were born out of the app store. Then it was something new and cutting edge. But as the time passes, it's not something cutting edge anymore and it becomes a necessity. Hence, like a revolution becomes from something valuable, from an asset that gives you an advantage, slightly starts moving to becoming something which is a necessity, right? Something that you can't exist anymore. And uh, I would call this uh, revolution expiry asset. An expiry asset, it means that it basically expires to be an asset and it stops giving you advantage after some time. This is how I see that the revolution works. Let's say the day before the revolution starts, there are companies, like there exist companies, right? And um, we have these companies. Now, when the revolution starts, some of these companies are not part of the domains where the revolution is part of. For example, if a revolution in agriculture is happening, Microsoft doesn't care, right? But the ones who are in the industries which are affected by revolution, some of them will die because they couldn't adapt. For example, Kodak, the video cameras uh, company, or um, some of them will adapt on the new revolution and they will continue to be great on that revolution. And meanwhile, some companies appear on the new revolution, right? So some companies like just emerge on that revolution and it's like a wave which starts and 
some things go on the wave and they start becoming bigger and bigger. It's what happened with Amazon when the internet came, right? They were the ones who basically invented e-commerce, right? And um, now I want to give you some like practical examples of some revolutions that you and me both live and see what happens. And uh, we will see that there are some things which are in common in like each revolution. Some of them are repeating over and over again, which means by deduction that uh, they will continue to happen in a form of another in the next revolution. Let's start the example by uh, imagining ourselves in 1994 and uh, let's say that we are uh, taking the example just in the tech industry and let's say that in 1994 we are talking just about Microsoft and Apple right the the big ones 1995 comes now now is the internet revolution meaning the internet starts becoming mainstream and when the internet comes Microsoft and Apple both take advantage, but as the internet emerges, new companies appear, right? Amazon comes into place, establishing e-commerce. Google comes into place, improving the a search engine. Then Alibaba comes, enabling business-to-business -business, um, industries to communicate. Then Yahoo comes, basically taking the America online. So we see that there are new companies which start appearing. Let's teleport ourselves in 2002 and this is when um, basically Google AdWords become mainstream, meaning people started to use Google AdWords. Now Google AdWords is this product of Google where they sell uh, advertisements when you type something like a bottle of wine and some ads with uh, wine appears there. And this is the first, uh, I would call, phase of... Um, targeted ads, meaning the first way in which we know that the ad that you put is targeted to the user. It's important because we will see then that this pattern appears. Let's teleport ourselves in 2004. Now this is when the era of social networks start emerging. This is when Facebook and Twitter starts. Now, as this platform emerges, they needed to make money, so they invented Facebook ads. Now, Facebook ads is the second evolution of the targeted ads. So, in the Google AdWords model, you could target to the users who typed something. So, you know their intent, right? You know that they want to buy wine, for example, but you don't know their background meaning you don't know their age, you don't know their country, you, you don't know much stuff. Hence, in the Facebook ads world, you have the possibility to have the context of the person, meaning you know like what they like, what movies they see, what the books they read, you are their age, so it's much more contextual. And this is where the pattern recognition for someone who is in marketing industry should come, right? So you lift before Google AdWords, when there were like banner ads, then you lift the Google AdWords, right? When you saw that targeted ads would be better. But now when Facebook ads come, what should happen is that you should see the pattern which appears and um, start moving towards the next revolution, which is 
Facebook ads back in 2005-06, right? Now let's move on. We are now in 2008 and this is when a big revolution comes. And that's the mobile revolution. And now here is something interesting which happens. So the mobile revolution was invented by Apple clearly. So they were the ones who made an iPhone and a phone like mainstream, right? So they were the big winners, the ones who won. What they did was the following. So they they basically invented a new niche, the mobile niche. They created the app store such that everyone can build on top of that. This is when the revolution, the mobile revolution started. Then Google wanted to join the revolution and they were fast enough that they bought um, Android and they could catch up. So they are now also leaders. But what to Microsoft happened, they were not fast in this new revolution. So they lost. Microsoft lost the mobile revolution. It's just true. And... Um, Based on this mobile revolution, a whole new wave of companies appeared because of the App Store. So if you take your phone and like scroll through the applications that you have on your phone, you will basically see that 95% of those applications didn't exist, of those companies behind the applications didn't exist before 2008, right? So we are now talking about like fitness tracking application. We are talking about like maps applications, videos, so there was zero WhatsApp, zero Snapchat, no Instagram, like basically everything that you are using on your phone didn't exist in 2008, which is mind-blowing. Now, let's say that we are now in 2009 and some revolutions which will come are basically building on top of the previous ones. So we are talking about the mobile instant communication, right? We are talking about WhatsApp, uh, WeChat. We are talking about now about the mobile um, uh, communication platforms. And this is an important pattern recognition. So in, back in 2001, 2, 3, 4, there was this Yahoo Messenger, which was basically an instant messenger application for the desktop. It was nothing more than just like WhatsApp, but just on the desktop. And uh, Yahoo was not fast enough to move to the mobile. So new companies appear. Yahoo basically died because of um, losing this revolution. But the new ones started emerging. And WhatsApp had an interesting model uh, of business that um, we will see later on. And that is... Um, Basically, you want to get like as many users as possible such that you sell your company and this is interesting Right, so they got like a billion users Cut 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 Right, so they got like hundreds of millions of users and then uh, they used those users to attract Facebook to buy them It's an interesting model now we are in 2009 and a new revolution comes, that's the cloud revolution. The cloud revolution basically means democratizing the access to cloud services and making it easy for any developer in the world to create 
world-class infrastructure using Google or Amazon um, uh, services. And um, in this cloud revolution, Amazon clearly leads the way. They are the leader. They are the ones who basically invented this revolution. But Microsoft comes super fast and they are also a leader. Google lags behind. But they start to like catch on. But the thing is that new companies appear again. DigitalOcean appears. GitHub appears, right? And we start moving on now to now new services transition from like the past desktop world to the mobile world. And that's social networks. Social networks transition from a browser-based social network to a mobile-based social network. When mobiles like become mainstream in 2011 and 12, Facebook made a good application. But alongside Facebook, there came, there came Snapchat, there came Instagram. And interesting thing here is that uh, Instagram and Snapchat was basically adapting an existing product, meaning a social network, from uh, a website to a phone, which is exactly what WhatsApp did by adapting communication, meaning Yahoo Messenger on the desktop, to the mobile. It's basically a similar thing, but in a different context, a different thing there at that point. Now, the new revolution comes in 2012, and that's, I would call, the software as a service revolution. That's where everything got subscription-based. For example, music subscription, video, Netflix subscription, Amazon Prime subscription, antivirus subscription. You even need to buy Office as a subscription, which is ridiculous. Also, in 2012, I would say that the geek economy started, meaning the digitalization of these online services. For example, all the taxis are now basically a mobile app. You have Uber, you have Lyft, you have Deliver, you have Just Eat, you have Instacart, Airbnb. You can even rent cars online. Can you even imagine that you can even hire freelancers online? Unbelievable. Education revolution comes in like 2013 with online courses where Udemy passed the wave, right? They are like the winners in the space. Then Coursera comes to digitalize um, university courses and they become basically widespread. Now education is freely available online, which is interesting, I would say. Then in 2015, the artificial intelligence revolution comes, meaning everything becomes like more intelligent. They start recommending you things that start like um, predicting what you need to do. For example, Siri, right? You can talk to it. You can ask what's the weather. And if you think that you are talking with the computer and it understands what you are saying, it's crazy. But artificial intelligence revolution is building on top of the previous revolution. It's building on top of cloud. Um, because like all these artificial intelligence models are trained in the cloud, right? You need uh, a lot of uh, training, of processing power, which is 
easily available because Amazon made it available, because Google and Microsoft made it available. In 2016, something interesting happened. I would call it like the year of gambling, 2016 and 2017, because the blockchain came along, right? And with the blockchain, all these initial coin offers starting to emerge in which an initial coin offer is basically you buy a token, meaning like a virtual money of some company, which is similar with like shares of the company. And um, you can then trade the shares. And because it was something new back then, it was profitable. Meaning in whatever ICO you were investing in 2016 or 17, you basically got five times the money with no effort. But the thing now is that this ICO bubble became commoditized. Now there are a lot of companies which made us ICOs, meaning that the supply and demand of those uh, coins uh, is going down and it's become commoditized. This is why you barely get the money back when you invest in an ICO now. And this is interesting because it shows that these revolutions are like expired assets. They're expiring. And we have new revolutions uh, coming along. We have the meditation, which uh, is becoming super popular, mostly in the America with Headspace, with Calm, like this mobile application, which you listen to someone uh, talking and making you feel good. I think it's gonna be big. But the last revolution, uh, which I'm seeing is that of voice. I think that voice is becoming important now. And what makes me say that is um, uh, Amazon Alexa becomes like uh, everywhere. It becomes like the new platform. It becomes similar with the mobile platform. And if you think what voice does now, it's basically commoditizing the access to faster services through voice and it's also becoming a platform for people to distribute now not apps but podcasts podcast is this radio shows and uh, put it in perspective alexa is becoming the new platform meaning that a lot of people are gonna build applications on top of this platform meaning they will lead to a revolution but meanwhile the app store here is not just one app store, there are multiple app stores in which you can put your podcast. And uh, there is this application called Anchor. It's a free application. And what they are doing is that they become uh, the platform on which you create a podcast and you distribute it through all the other podcast platforms. Because now the ecosystem is that there are like 50 different platforms where you can listen to podcasts. And then you go on Anchor and you record your podcast and then you can distribute it on all the platforms available. And if you think this is identical with what Instagram did in the beginning. So it was basically an application which allowed you to make to put filters on a picture and uh, post it on different platforms like um, Facebook and Twitter and so on. 
but Instagram also made like their own social network, right? So you took a picture, you put it a filter, you posted it on Facebook, but you double posted it on Instagram. It became that much of adoption that they became a standalone platform in itself. And my prediction is that Anchor will do the same as Instagram did uh, with uh, their platform. So Instagram was basically a gateway towards the other platforms. Anchor is basically a gateway to post on um, iTunes podcast, on Google podcast, on SoundCloud and so on. But you can double post on Anchor. So they are creating their own platform. My prediction and my feeling is that uh, they uh, will um, be in the same position as Instagram, meaning they will become like the platform for podcasts and uh, they will be bought uh, by a giant. But this remains to be seen. Now, the interesting thing is that uh, these revolutions uh, were in the past. And uh, we saw that there are some um, pattern recognitions which happens over and over and over and over again. And the good thing is that they will continue to happen in a new way, right? The transition for a desktop application, you basically build the same thing for mobile, now you will basically build like the same thing for voice and so on. It's an interesting conversation to have and uh, my desire through this video is that I sparked some interest uh, in you and you will keep thinking about this and making your own um, opinion and your own voice uh, about this revolution and hopefully you are gonna take advantage of them. If you like my video, I'm happy if you subscribed, if not, just dislike my video. Thank you so much and uh, appreciate your time.